This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back. It's always game day in Cincinnati. It is game week by week. Feels like it's two to three billion weeks and we're back. Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm great. I will say this. I don't know if you're a Swifty, um, but I was able to get two tickets for the Taylor Swift concert today at the wow. stadium. The reason I'm mentioning it on a Bengals podcast is I feel like I'm helping fund the Joe Burrow contract extension to have Taylor Swift at the stadium that any of that money, a little percentage, which I'm doing research as we speak on what they make off of that is going to the Joe Burrow fund. Oh, that's cool. Um, not a Swifty, but that's okay. I am a fan. I am a fan of, uh, the opener Phoebe Bridgers. I think she's great. Well, you'll have to tell me more because I do not know the opener and those are low key. They never get enough credit and they end up being really great. She's a sad girl indie artist. Oh, cool. Yeah. I will, I will get to you when it's 629, the concert's on 630 and you can tell me everything (laughs) about her, Uh, but I'm excited. But yes, I was just going to mention that because I am, I'm putting money towards the Joe Burrow fund contract extension. That's what's happening. And that's why there's probably an additional concert at Pacor stadium uh, that next day to make as much money as you can. No problem with that. Moving ahead. It was a big week. Uh, The Bengals got back to a really light practice on Monday, but exciting news. DJ readers back. Let's talk. Oh, man. I mean, we we kind of felt there was some optimism going into the bye that DJ Reader could possibly return. I think I tweeted that DJ Reader is going to return after the bye, and I misspoke because it was the – there's a potential. We're going to revisit it because Zach Taylor watches what he says when it comes to injuries. But I feel like it's optimistic news. They get back to practice on Wednesday, and we really get a feel when it comes to the injury report. But he's out there. So I feel optimistic, and when the players and coaches kind of feel optimistic in that conversation, DJ Raiders back, what does that mean? Well, it means a lot. So we can just look at what he does as uh, as an individual, like what he actually does, has an effect physically. What he does is he usually can play a gap, gap and a half or two gap, depending on the situation, on the center. So he's taken both A gaps, essentially. So and he runs up the middle – He's responsible. He'll make the tackle. He won't just get in front of him, make him change direction. He'll actually make that tackle. So it separates him from being a good nose tackle into a great one. This is his range on this stuff. And he even does it on wide plays. When the offensive line runs horizontally, he'll run with them and make that tackle. He's awesome at that. And then he was actually doing a good job. He wasn't getting the toughest assignments. He'd face like um, Matt Farniak and, uh, 
whoever the Jets left guard was in that game. Oh, it was Lakin Tomlinson actually. So that wasn't, that's a, that's a pretty good player, <laughs> but like the Matt Farniaks of the world, he was facing them and he was beating them though when he got singled up with them. And that's all you could really ask for your nose tackle because what they do in the pass rush is just the, the extra uh, cherry on top. I, I, I don't like the icing on top because cake should always have icing, but the cherry on top. Okay. Never really the, thought about it. <laughs> sorry tangent <laughs> but the cherry on top is the, his pass rush everything else is what he does that's you know that's that's the whole cake and the icing is the run stop and then he's able to actually add a little pass rush juice on top of that not every nose tackle even as good as they are like Vince Wilfork wasn't much of a pass rusher but DJ Reader he's uh he's not he didn't get any sacks I don't believe but he was just he was generating pressure and getting quarterback hits and that's all I could really ask out of him so physically what he does on the field is he'll stop the run up the middle and he will have some effect on the quarterback as a pass rusher we talk about the defensive side of the ball and obviously they lost Cheeto after the Browns game when you think about Cheeto and DJ Reader and what they were able to actually do without DJ Reader while he was gone obviously it's better when he's out there and I'm really pumped that he's going to be back soon uh but what, what who do you think is your best defensive player out of the two oh DJ I think DJ Reader is the best defensive player on the team that's great news <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I, I feel like that conversation was pretty like a hot topic when you think of the best defensive players and they lost their best offensive player outside of Joe Burrow when it comes to Jamar Chase for now and you think of DJ Reader and Cheeto um, kind of that conversation because it felt when Cheeto was gone it was like oh they just lost their best defensive player but now you get DJ Reader back and I feel like it's just pretty much at a very it's a key time and it's unfortunate for DJ Reader that he missed some of those games because I feel like we were talking about the conversation that this guy could be an all pro with just the way he was playing and maybe he finishes strong and he puts his name right back out there um and gets the credit so when you think of not going too much into the preview matchup with the Steelers how is this guy going to impact the day because the weather could be cold where it's just going to be a run game kind of day against Pittsburgh uh, I think he'll be Najee Harris's worst enemy. He kind of was in the first game. There was a viral clip from me <laughs> uh, where uh, James Daniels tries to combo him and he's, <laughs> he's knocked off balance and he stops like 800 pounds of force on one leg. This is not where he tore his MCL. <laughs> he stops 800 pounds of force on one leg and throws James Daniels across the field and makes the tackle. I mean, just plays like that are going to be like, it's just going to ruin the day for the Steelers run game. Um, they'll still be able to attack the outside, the edges at times. And he does take breaks because it's hard to get a 330 pound guy to play 80 snaps. I wouldn't want that, especially on his first game back. You might actually see a little bit of a limit uh, on his first game back. I probably would maybe like 30, 35 snaps is what you're going for. And maybe just important rundowns and short yardage stuff. Maybe not too much as a pass rusher this week, but yeah, I think he's – I think, and not just what he's going to do in the run game, but I didn't mention this part, but the uh, effect that he actually puts on the rest of the defense is because he's so good at run defense, they can commit more to the coverage unit. So they normally have to commit an, an extra guy into the box for the run game, be plus one in the box, have each guy have a gap basically. Now you can kind of take one of those guys and push him back into coverage and not give him run responsibility because DJ is taking two guys' jobs. So, and they'll also be able to play slower, which helps the linebackers. They had to play a little bit fast 
you know, they, they had to get across the face, get into the backfield, get a tackle for a loss rather than just kind of dominate and try to only limit the running back to two yards per carry um, each time. And now they can go back to doing that. And what that does is it lets the linebackers not have to take on blocks. They can just kind of sit there and wait and kind of mirror the running back and go make the tackle. And that's when they're at their best. So that's the uh, full effect of having DJ reader back. Now, I did say he was the best defensive player. I think there's an argument you could make that maybe a Chidobe Rousier, when he's on he as a number one corner, maybe that's more important or has a bigger effect. Yeah. Honestly, I just say I think DJ Reader is the best defensive player. And then when you get into the importance, I think it's just different levels because what DJ allows you to do is different than what Cheeto allows you to do, which is different than when Jesse Bates is on what he allows you to do or the game-changing plays that Logan Wilson makes or Trey Hendrickson makes. So they're all really important, especially when they're on. But um, for me, I guess I'd just say DJ is my favorite. And uh, You're uh, DJ Reader Stan. We know it. Oh, yeah. I'm the number one DJ Reader Stan, I think. I mean, I was such a parody of myself when after the first week, I was like, I'm writing a DJ Reader article. I mean, he was he was dominant. I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to shy away from who I am. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think, and I agree with you, getting him back is awesome. It's absolutely huge because not to look too far ahead, but you get this week against Pittsburgh, and then you know who's coming up against the Titans. Um, that still terrifies me a little bit with their run game and what they'll face and what they'll need from DJ Reader. So maybe it is a snap rep count, depending on how he's feeling. And maybe that extra bye week really helps DJ Reader that maybe he was ready to return last week. Uh, but you get that extra rep of just rest and ready to roll 100%. But yeah, it'll be determined on what that looks like. But honestly, I, I know we kind of talked about this earlier this season on the podcast, but I think that's credit to Javi too, because what he's been able to do with the line as of now, and I know a lot of people talk about like Trey Hendrickson, we think of last year and he's really not getting to the quarterback too, too much. And maybe we see more of that in the second half of the season. Go ahead, go ahead. I will say Trey Hendrickson is getting to the quarterback. Is he getting sacks? Not sacks. too much. I should say I so. think he's getting there, though. I, I just want to clarify. He's he's doing You're good. Right. I know he only has like four sacks halfway through the season, and he had like 14 last year, but chill. He's doing he's doing his job. He's doing a good job. He's forcing quick throws. He's affecting the quarterback, hitting them. That's all you can ask for. Plus, Sam Hubbard's kind of stealing some of those sacks sometimes. <laughs> you know, uh, the level sacks up from just, the other side helps. Sacks are just a number. I need to yeah, remember. Sacks are to me, they're kind of they're kind of a, as a as a statistic like noisy variance because you know it's a lot on the quarterback and the protection as a whole, and like can the quarterback escape? Is he holding the ball too long? Blah blah blah. Just beating your guy and getting pressure, that's more consistent. And Trey Hendrickson's still doing that. I believe yeah. he's still up there for leaders and uh pressure rate. And a little disclaimer, I didn't mean anything bad about Trey Hendrickson. No, I know. I, I knew it's what you more meant. The, wanted, it's more the number. You know what I mean. Honestly, I just wanted to give a shout out to Trey Hendrickson, who started a little slow, but he's he's caught on. He's doing pretty well now. 
no. And honestly, when he's out there, that's a great thing. You never want to see the guy on the sideline. And um, he's been having a pretty good season, too. You get DJ Reader back and kind of just talking more about the injured guys that are returning. Uh, Brandon Wilson, who, no offense to Brandon Wilson. I remember he had a Pro Bowl year a couple years ago, and that is absolutely amazing. But I kind of forgot about him a little bit. <laughs> and and I, Go ahead. I did not because uh, the return game's been pretty bad this year. So it has been. and But I don't know if that's all Chris Evans either because when you watch, it seems like those guys are just flying down there with nobody blocking them. And I, I don't – I am not enough of a degenerate that I am grinding the all-22 on the kick return game because I also don't know enough yeah. about that. Um, when I when I played any of that, I never played special teams. And when I did it in practice, it was basically like, go hit that guy. I was like, all right, sure. Well, their special teams is pretty – it's down right now. It, it's yeah. not good. I want to say Across it's like the, in the 20s. It, it's 28th, not, last I yeah, saw. Yeah, it's not very good. Um, not just a the 20s. That, a lot of that's due to the punting side, too. And then you get the Evan McPherson mm-hmm. misses. Um, yep. So, unfortunately, not looking too good in your return game. But, yeah, so I low-key kind of just forgot about him a little bit. I'm glad he came back. He, You know, obviously, anybody who comes back from any injury, it's awesome. The guy could return. So, do you think the Bengals, because we've talked about the return game on special teams, they put him out there on Sunday? I think so. Do you? Do you? I don't know. I don't, I don't I just, know why you keep him if you're not going to put him out there. You're right. Because but he I costs just, like $3 million. Yeah, I, I was actually a little surprised they didn't do kind of an injury settlement if they weren't going to keep him and he wasn't going to be someone who's a part of this roster the rest of the year. Um, so I I guess so. I mean, what's there to lose right now if you can't get a return game going? And, and Yeah, I just – I thought the chance, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I've been doing that a little bit. I feel like I'm wired I, from the I gym. Do it all the time. <laughs> um, okay. No, I just think Chris Evans didn't win the kick return job. Um, and it's not fully his fault. It's just the kick return game has been kind of meh. And also he was, he was injured in the last game. Yeah. So that might be more reason that they send Brandon Wilson out there, but he had a chance to really just take that job and run with it. And I don't think he did. Not that it's fully his fault. It's a whole team unit, but if he was returning them like consistently, like the 30, 35 yard line and better than a touchback, or he took all the touchbacks when they needed and he got at least the 25 each time, it would be like, well, we might not need Brandon Wilson. Or even if he returned one for a touchdown, I mean, that'd be the real winner. But because he hasn't really done that, I feel like Brandon Wilson has the job as long as he's healthy. Yeah, we'll stick to the guys who are returning to the practice field right now. Mike Hilton. Everybody knows how Mike Hilton feels about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's coming back. He had a surgery. And I think you, Darren, or, um, Lou said he was in the meetings the next day with Cheeto, which yep. is just, it speaks strongly to the coaching staff and the players they have on this roster. I mentioned it on our podcast before. Cheeto was out there on crutches for the whole entire game. I know they found him a chair, um, so he didn't have to stand up the whole game. But on the sideline, Mike Hilton was there right after surgery to just kind of be there with the secondary and the defense. Mike Hilton going to be back out there and what big difference will it be when Mike Hilton's on the field versus what you saw when he wasn't out there even though I know what they did to the Panthers I think he has gotten better in coverage than he was in Pittsburgh and then to go with that he is just a menace in the run game he will take on offensive linemen tight ends fullbacks whatever to go try to make the run stop or even just fit the run so that somebody else makes the stop he's a very selfless player he's also a really good blitzer although the Bengals haven't gotten the most out of him there um I think the Steelers did a better job of that but I just think he's he's a really good nickel corner he's definitely just a nickel because he's five foot nine or so, (laughs) but 
He's really good at his job and um, just plays with linebacker mentality, and you love to see it. I will forever love the Mike Hilton pick six when they played the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Last year. That was just because I want to say that Joe turned the ball over. I want to say he had an interception and then they got it right back and they were balling out. So it wasn't too scary, but I think they turned the ball over or they had to punt the ball. And then Ben, like maybe his first throw was a pick six to Mike Hilton and it was nothing but green grass in the end zone. The only pick I remember from last year's Bengals Steelers games was the deep one to, um, Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, maybe then, then maybe it was they had to punt the ball. I know that it was kind of like a little annoying because they were driving a little bit and either they had to punt the ball or it was a turnover. And the first thing that happened was like a Ben Roethlisberger pick six. And I could be wrong reliving that history. Uh, but maybe it was just the drive was disappointing where they didn't they didn't score, but they did score on the first drive. I'll never forget that. Joe Burrow walked it right in and uh, pounded his chest. They felt pretty good <laughs> about that first score. So I they, am- you're like, I, I need am. to find out right now. I, I'm so curious. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, so maybe, I found maybe. it was in the second game against them. It yeah. was intercepted by Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, right after okay. Minka Fitzpatrick interception, he returned that for a touchdown. That was end of the half. That's why I was confused. I was like, I know that interception happened uh, right at the end of the half. Did the Steelers throw a pick six right before halftime? Yeah, they right before halftime. Yeah, and, and Mike Hilton ran it right in and because it was disappointing that Joe had the turnover and then because they were doing well, the offense was doing fine. That it wasn't it was just more disappointing because I wanted more points. And then all of a sudden Mike Hilton just gets a pick six and he runs right into the end zone. Uh and it was great because of course it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and everybody knows uh he does not like his former team that much. So uh that's always gonna be you know a fun conversation and good to have Mike Hilton back. Obviously, we'll get the injury report tomorrow when they hit the practice field. We'll know more about some of the other players who are returning. Who's a go as we get into Thursday and Friday? We'll have a preview and prediction for that. But next, I want to talk a little more Jamar Chase, the punter battle, and a look ahead on its boys game day in Cincinnati.